Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. I was standing right in front at the Parklife Festival 2022 in Johannesburg, South Africa, when the band Amistad started to perform, and I was completely amazed and excited by their originality, voices, and music. And I decided I wanted to interview them for my podcast. Amistad are twin brothers Joseph and Jan Preisel, who were born in Germany and raised in Italy, with parents originating from the Czech Republic and Australia. Finding themselves in the soundscape of a modern Simon and Garfunkel, with influences from the likes of Ben Howard, Kings of Convenience and Codeline. Since 2012, Amistad have released four EPs, It's Not Words, Somewhere Sometime, Nostalgia, Love and Light and their debut album Parley which saw them embark on a number of Australian and European tours, including performances at some of Australia's finest festivals. Celebrating the release of the EP Still Live at the end of 2021, the duo played over 150 shows in less than seven months across 10 countries, including shows in Italy and South Africa. Up next on Celeb Savant, we've got Amistad. Where do we find you in the world? What's happening in your life and how are you doing? Wow, so, so many questions. Where to start? All right, Joseph. Oh, we start with where we are. Uh, we are we are close to Munich, in um, in Germany. Mm-hmm. That's where we were born. That's not where we were raised, but that's where we were born. So let's start with that. And um, we are fantastic. It's been um, a busy year. More more on that later on, I guess. Tell us why you chose the name Amistad and what does it mean? All right. So uh, 10 years ago, probably more than that. Yeah, no, exactly 10 years ago, we moved to Australia because we wanted to live on music. And uh, we started writing our own songs and we're like, okay, we're going to need a band name. Um, so we were sort of looking around for, for a couple of months and, and uh, almost one year we had no name. And then we were listening to The Fray, you know, the band The Fray. Yes. We used to listen to them a lot. Yep. And they had that song, I Found You. Yeah, and, or found, found you. Or, or found you. And the, the first line in that song, it says, I found God on the corner of First and Amistad. So we, that's where we saw it the first time. And we're like, oh, that's cool. What does it mean? And it's in that song, it's a it's a street, somewhere street name in, in America, yeah, somewhere in the desert. But then we did a bit of research and it means friendship in Catalan, so uh, Spanish. Yeah. And we're like, it's, somehow, somehow that resonated with, with it. And we, friendship is very important to us. We love um, I think it's the people that you share life with, which makes the life so um, enjoyable and, and and worth living. So that's why we thought, hey, this is perfect. Done. And later on, uh, a nurse approached us as a, at a concert. She came up and she said, did you guys know that your band name means, am I, am I, am I stat? Am I present? Am I living in the here? And then back oh. then we, we just dived into the spiritual world mm-hmm. um so and um, that was sort of very weird that it had this ambiguous meaning so yeah. it was yeah it was perfect it shows us that name yeah. shows us really absolutely yeah okay so you said you moved to, to australia 10 years ago to pursue music so was yes. that the beginning of the musical journey or did it start pre to that so i started playing guitar when i was six and then so this is Jan, by the way for those who, oh, yeah. who don't know Jan and i i'm just so, so yeah i started playing guitar when i was six years old and i knew that music is a v- very healing to me and i didn't know whether how, how that how i'm gonna make a living of it or what what sort of part it's gonna play in my life but i knew that that's what i that's just that's what i need in my life so um i started playing guitar and then 
maybe six or seven years later, Joseph just sat in the room one day and he started singing and we realized, hey, this is fun. It works. Joseph has a decent voice. And um, oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, so, and, so, and, that, and, then, and then we started doing that for a while. And then uh, I started harmonizing because there's something that I love about harmonies. And um, and then we started. We call them blood harmonies. Blood harmonies. That's, blood harmonies. And because um, that's yeah, I don't know what it does, but it does something to us. And um, and then we started uh, a cover band here in, in our hometown, and we had our best friends play drums and guitars, and we did um, lots of Jack Johnson Oasis covers and that stuff. So that I think that's how it started. And then we started writing our own music, and um, but it was really bad back then. And then and then sort of we went traveling to Australia. And when we were 19, because our father um, is Australian, so we've got the passports. So we went for for like a, a year of you know travel, work and travel, and uh, and that's when we realized, hey, I think that's where that's where it's gonna happen. We we wanna let's just move away as far as we can and just just believe in our own little dream. Oh, we did come back before that. Yeah, yeah, for a year, but, but yeah, more to that later on, maybe. But that's basically how it started for us. Okay, you now in Germany. So do you live in Germany or in Australia? So we moved, we relocated back to Germany two and a half or three years ago, almost. Just, okay. be- just be- before, pretty much just before COVID, maybe a year yeah. before COVID. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we weren't quite sure what to do, whether we should stay permanently in Europe. And then everything sort of started happening and, yeah. and it just felt like it's the right thing to stay here. And yeah. and we had, yeah, the, the last three years were uh, amazing for for our music, I must say. Even though it was hard with everything going on in the world, in a way, I think yeah. the world... The world got still, and mm-hmm. our yeah. music, I think, is music that you got to you got to be in a in a in a quiet space, not only physically but mentally, in order to listen. So the world had time to listen to our music, and before that, it just somehow didn't. So it was it was good. I love what you're saying. The world got still. That's why I I, I giggled because it's exactly what happened. The world got still, and sometimes mm-hmm. the universe says, "Hey, to person people." cultures uh, you know the world stop <laughs> take mm-hmm. take just stand mm-hmm. still and that's exactly what happened so i like yeah. that so you said when you first started writing music it uh, your words i think you said it wasn't good <laughs> or you used a different <laughs> phrase so how did you hone that skill and how did you uh, get better over time so, so you know i guess the older you get the more you reflect on the journey that we had and when I now talk to musicians that are starting to, you know, and they come and ask questions, it's so funny because you really start thinking about what happened. And and um, I remember the days when I was, I wanted, I, I loved guitar and and uh, I didn't like the, I started with Spanish flamenco stuff and, and I just didn't, I just wanted to do music where I can sing along to, you know. So mm-hmm. I started, I went on, on YouTube and I just started covering every Ben Howard, every Jack Johnson, every Cat Stevens song, you know, that was, and that's how I started. I think learning how to to play um, just you know acoustic steel string guitar with chords and and that stuff and then um, I really wanted to learn piano and I and I there was this this was friend of our our parents and they had a piano upstairs in their in their house and I would after school I would just you know go there and I would record with my phone I would record something from YouTube then I would take it to the to the piano I would just sit sit there for hours just figure it out I had wow. no idea what I'm doing but but now looking back I think it's like how did we get better? I think it's just if the, not, your parents are not forcing you, no one is forcing you. You're just doing it because you're so interested in it, and it just does something to you. Yeah. And I think that that was what what motivated, especially me, and um, to just 
learn and, and, and learn how it works and get better and better. And even vocally, you know, I was, I was always struggling because I felt like I, I'm not, I'm not, not a good singer, but I just kept, you know, I was just kept singing. I just really want to always want to get better and better. And there was something that's driving me to just learn more and more about it. And I think maybe for Joseph it's maybe a different motivation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's totally cool. But in me, there's just like, I, I just had that urge to just l- learn more about it because I wanted to really see how much how much can I just get out of it. What is there to create within yeah. music, you know? You guys are brothers. You work together. You do everything together. Do, is there any, sometimes like when you're cr- creating and collaborating, any sort of s- sibling clashes? Or is it just because you guys are twins that it just is an easy flow? Oh, I mean, you of course there's clashes <laughs> i don't i don't think in a musical sense i think we are very very much on the same page yeah if you take anything else we probably couldn't be any further away and apart from each other's opinions mm-hmm. but when it comes to music <laughs> it, we are not 90 95 there already so when we sit down it's literally fine tuning mm-hmm. but um everything else yeah let's let's skip that one eh? a <laughs> Ah, that's funny. The songs that you write. So the process from zero to a three to four minute song. What is that process? How does that song come to be? Is it different each time? Tell us the musical journey of Amistad of creating a song and music. I, I start and you finish it yeah, because I feel like that's how we write music or the actually the other way around. But um, see, it's it's still a weird thing. And I've discussed this with many friends, musician friends. You, you, after you write a song, you, it's basically like you, you went out, you had a few too many drinks, you wake up and you're like, what happened yesterday? And then you look back on your phone, you're like, oh my God, I did all this crazy. I don't remember. So in a way, when you write music, sometimes or most of the times, it's the same. Like you sit down and somehow you start working on something or there's an idea. Jan generally has the, the, the musical genius, as I call it. He just has these, these riffs or well, melodies. Thank you, Joseph. You're welcome. These <laughs> melodies come to him. So he just starts mucking around with it and then he records it. Sometimes you work on it right away. Sometimes it takes six months till we pull it up on the phone and give it a listen. And then, I don't know, you just you just give it the respect and the time, sit down and you just, you just work on it. You just sit and, and fluff around with it. And, and at some point, you just... You just know in a way that the song's done. It's really weird because no one comes to you and says, I think this is about finished now. It, it You just somehow inside, you just know. So I look at Jan and we're like, this is it. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's, um, but it's always different. Um, I think every song has its own way to come mm-hmm. um, into this world. It's like, yeah, like children, I mm-hmm. guess. You just raise them. Everyone turns out in a different way, but um, you love them all. You love each and every one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. For the listeners, I saw Amistad a few weeks ago in Johannesburg, South Africa at a Park Life Festival. And what I picked up a lot about your your music, and it's so, there's so much energy and positive energy and that flowing, like you mentioned that spirituality, that that positive energy that just uplifts everyone. And do you find that when you're writing the music that you mentioned, you know, when it's done, it's done because you can feel that positive energy? You know, I think when when we finish a song, we we uh, usually I sit down on a guitar and we just re- we sing the whole song and we record it with a phone and then we listen to it the next day. 
Okay. And when we do that, we listen, we listen with fresh ears and then you can tell straight away, okay, this, it has a certain energy about it that whether it's sad or positive, we do, we do feel it, but we, we, even whether it's, if it's sad, we still sort of, um, you know, try to, to work with it. But that's usually when we say, okay, this is going to work when it makes us feel something, you know, and then you can grow with it. You know, they usually, I go in and I, I start doing a bit of production on it. I record it on my laptop and I start adding instruments like piano and stuff. And that's when it usually comes together. You add some harmonies and then you really know what, where this is, where this song's going to go and whether it's going to have the energy that we want it to have. I, I think coming back to this, um, this um, concept of like having children, I think with the music, it's very similar. You never know what you're, it's going to turn out it's 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 here it's got its own energy and character but you can give it your your values and your your you're raising them or the children with your view of the world and your values and and the love but you, you can give them all that but then it whatever it turns out to be that's what it's going to turn out to be in its own beautiful unique way so i think with music it's the same like you sit down you write it it comes out and then you you see how you can give it a few different spins and twists but then at the end of the day the song goes out there and it does its own thing but you, what i mean what i think is when you saw us live whatever it does to you when you listen to it and you you feel like it gives you energy it also does that to us you see yeah. and we try to still keep that on stage when we look at each other or we're like yeah. now we're gonna go for this and and we and it's building it also gives us this hit of energy and that's what we also want to keep doing on stage you see so it's very important for us that we keep this energy level high and, and make sure that we are still present with our set what we do we want to still get the same feeling that we hopefully give the audience and that is something that we really focus on that's why we try to you know do Wim Hof before we go on stage and try to stay very connected on stage and not just forget everyone else and just do your own thing yeah. we want to just stay connected uh, when I saw you guys on stage you had I think it was Diego who was with you uh, Dimitri, Dimitri, Dimitri. 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 So is he? Uh, does he uh, go with you guys live, or how does he fit into the whole equation? Yeah. So we met him. We made him busking, playing on the streets in Melbourne when we started playing street music like ten years ago, and he became okay. one of our best friends. And but he lives in Vienna, in Austria, and and our big dream was always that we get to travel together. And the last three years, we could really uh, visualize and 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 bring him on tour and pay him, and and it's been it's been such a incredible lift to have him because he gives so much energy he feels the music mm. just as much as yep. we do and we and we are just best friends so we really just um enjoy everything outside of music the travels the the you know the late nights and and everything is just so much more enjoyable because i've been doing this i've been with him for 32 years but <laughs> dimitri is just, you know at it's, 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 some stage it's enough but yeah <laughs> he just brings in the fresh air you know i love it so Having Dimitri is is such a gift, and, and hopefully we're gonna have it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. What's next? So you guys are doing touring. Do you have a new album coming out? Tell us what's next in the pipeline for Amistad. Well, we'll be heading to Australia, and we'll be um, supporting a band, Aussie band called Sons of the East, um, who we've supported back here in two nineteen. Um, and they've become good friends, so we're gonna be on tour with them for a month. And we've got a, new, a couple new singles coming out. Before the new EP comes out, um, I think on the 24th of March, it's going to be out. And then we're going to be hitting the road um, all over. We'll, we'll, we'll be touring all over Europe for about four or five weeks in April. And um, currently talking about when we're going to be coming back to South Africa as well. So um, that's in the Spanish as well. 
We oh, definitely yeah. want to come back. I think we fell in love with South Africa. We've only been there for a week, but um, yes. wow, the energy there was there was something very special. And we want to dive back into that. Mm-hmm. So when you got when you guys come out next, so I was right in front at your concert, but next time I'm going to be right in front cheering, and then we're going to go for drinks afterwards. How does that sound? Yeah, you enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. I love playing this game. The recipients of this game do not always like it. I know if I ask you this question in two minutes, two hours, two days. 20 days, the answer will be different. From each okay. of you, it'll be different. Okay. So if I had to ask you, Joseph, first, your top Hang line... on, before you ask away, before yes. you ask, maybe Jan should not hear it because he's got time to think of an answer. So how about you... Close, how, yeah, how okay, you close your ears. <laughs> yeah. Right, close your ears. Yeah. All right, okay, hit, cool. hit me. Your top five go-to songs that you play now by other artists. Okay, I would say that's... Uh, Olafur Arnolds or whatever, however you spell him. He's an, uh, I think he's from Iceland. Mm-hmm. So it's like instrumental music, um, alternative instrumental music. That's probably my three songs that I listen to the most. And um, what else did I listen to? I did listen to Justin Timberlake, uh, mm-hmm. Mirrors. That's one yeah. of my favorite upbeat songs that just make me feel happy. And um, oh, what's the fifth what to listen to? I would say, ah, oh, yeah, and JP Sachs, um, he's got this beautiful song called If the World Was Ended. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that's top five, yeah. So the first three by, were by which artist? The Iceland artist? Say his name again. Uh, it's called Olafur Arnold. Okay. Olafur Arnold, yeah, a bit of a weird name, but yeah. Okay, so uh, the question is, your top five go-to songs by other artists in this moment? In this moment. It will change every time I ask you this question. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's definitely going to be at the moment. It's going to be uh, the Every Kingdom album by Ben Howard, which is definitely and especially the songs Everything, The Fear, and um, The Wolves. Okay. But then I, I'm listening a lot to um, Paolo Nutini at the moment. Yes. Um, through the Through the Echoes and Foy Vans Sapling. They are. Who was the last art- artist? What does the last one's artist? Foy Vans. Okay. I haven't heard of it. Boy Vance, he's an, I think he's an Irish. Yeah, uh, he's an he's Irish. Person, yeah, and he um he's um, he's a bit older now, but he's been around for years, and um he's been one for me one of the most underrated artists still out there. Yeah. He's incredible. Give him a listen; you're gonna love him, especially okay. the uh, Wild Swans album. Um, but yes, yeah, Foy Vance, Sapling, amazing, brilliant. Now you guys write your music together. Is there any times that you collaborate with other writers or other producers or other artists when creating music? Yes, we have. We have. We have started maybe two years ago and we wrote with um some some friend of ours friends of ours from berlin and um two uh, twin sisters in uh, in america and, and yeah well, uh, australian friend, friends who wrote as well called oh, yeah. and um, i think now we're gonna yeah, we're gonna write a lot more with other artists because we we am signed with a label um, a couple of weeks ago and they oh. yeah so they've put forward um a lot of the artists and said, look, let us know who you want to write with. So actually funny asking because about half an hour ago, I was talking to our A&R and he's like, hey, there's this guy who wants to co-write with you. Check him out. So I checked him out. And then I asked the label, hey, how does it work yeah. if we want to co-write with anyone? So they said, hey, you just shoot anyone across and we'll see if we can make it happen. So I, I, I said, look, there's a lot of people on this. <laughs> I'll be shooting a lot of names across. So hopefully we're going to be collaborating yeah. a lot because That's it's, it's nice to create and see the world through different eyes. Yeah. Yes. So first of all, 
Mazel Tov and congratulations for the signing with the label. That's amazing news. Thank you. So when you collaborate with other artists, so you guys are obviously, you mentioned earlier, when it comes to music, you're 90% sort of on the same page. You're mm-hmm. in the same rhythm. You're on the spa- same space. So when you bring other energies into that space, how, mm-hmm. how is that process? Is it difficult to bring them in because you're so much on the same page? Or is it an easy space to allow that those energies to come through? I, um, so usually, you, you if you don't know each other, you have a FaceTime, you get to know each other a little, and then you can pretty much tell straight away whether this is going to work or not. And then, and if you feel like it's not going to work, you still do the session, and then you never talk to them again. But um, <laughs> but it never usually never happens this way. So, um, but what we what we figured is that if you the most important for songwriting, whether you call it, is that everyone chucks in ideas and you got to be open to to not try to force your ideas into it but be like hey let this just go where it needs to go and and i think that's the hardest part to put in your creative input but don't force this song to sound like you want it to be or write the lyrics that you want it to be just let everyone add what it needs to be i think that is the magical you, you need to leave your ego at home yes and um, no space for ego. and just yeah just, just, just be open and yeah. and and it's like a compromise. Always, it's like with everything, you just have to compromise and and you can't force anything, no, anyways. No. You, and you never it. know if it's gonna if yield anything or if it's just gonna be two hours of your time where you just learn. You yeah. open the drain and let the, the dark water come out, and then eventually there's a, a nugget of gold popping out. So it's very much also not having expectations. Actually, yeah. just going in without it. So I'm going to tell a, a lovely story. It allowed the listeners to have an aha moment and just to explain this. So one of my favorite artists is Kylie Minogue. So mm-hmm. I was in London and I bought two tickets to the concert because I'm a bit, all my friends and everyone knows I'm a bit Kylie mad. So I was up in the balcony, you know, looking down on the stage for the first show. And for the second show, I had the similar ticket, but I noticed there were uh, free seats all around. Uh, you know, like, because I'm very much a person that goes to concerts by myself. I'm very comfortable in doing that and just hang out and being in the moment and enjoying by myself. So when I went to the second concert, I went up to the ticket counter and I said to them, hey, I'd like to upgrade my ticket for a seat closer, you know, to the stage. And they said, no, listen, we don't do it like that. The show sold out, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought, cool, happy days, whatever. So I went to go have uh, food at the restaurant. And now you must know it's the O2 Arena. So it's like 30, 40,000 people. I was sitting here having my food. And from two tables away, this lady came up to me and said, listen, do you want to go to see the Kylie Minogue concert? So I said, I've already got my tickets. So I'm all good. So I got up and walked away and I was doing my master. I'm a Reiki master. And I heard my master Reiki coach screaming in my head saying, it'll happen, but not always the way you expect it to happen. So because I expected it to happen like so, and I envisioned it only happening like so, that when it was happening right in front of my eyes, I didn't realize it. But then I ran to them. I said, cool, what's happening? They told me the friend of theirs couldn't make it. I paid an extra bit of pounds for the ticket and I was literally near the front. So it was a realization. It was a realization for me to say, it will happen, but not always the way you expect yes. it to happen. That is perfect. This all is you so need good. To do, all you need so to do good. is know that it's going to happen and trust in that yes. and let the universe work all the hows and whys and where's. Hmm. Just know that it's going to come to and you. Keep, I, I love it. And keep an open mind because yeah. it can be in front of your face and you sometimes don't see it. There's this, exactly. this beautiful this, 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 this clip of a group of people, the white team and a group of people of the black team, and there's, they're playing basketball, I think, and there's this, this monkey that walks through the picture and 
I think in the description it says focus on 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 the white team only or the black team only. I don't know. So anyway, the monkey walks through and you can't even see it. And afterwards they ask, "Did you see the monkey walk through the video?" And that's exactly that. What yeah. you focus on is what what is real. Yes. Doesn't mean that other stuff's not there. You just start looking at it because you are focusing over here. Yes. So just use the whole screen. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And also taking a step back, you know, sometimes, and it's, this has allowed me to give me an aha moment because I'm very much a person that's like always like, you know, trying to make things happening and pushings and why isn't happening quickly enough? And I get mm -hmm. impatient and all my, my mm -hmm. friends, I'm here, my friends say, slow down, patient, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm always told mm -hmm. that I'm six months ahead of the rest of the world. <laughs> sometimes it's hey, about pulling me back. <laughs> yes. That's yes. a good thing. Be six months ahead, but then bring yourself back to the now, which is not easy. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, the podcast is listened to throughout the world. The main listening audience is the UK, the USA, Australia, and fourth is actually South Africa and Poland. That was the last time I checked. Oh, cool. And um, we are the top six most popular podcast in South Africa on the Iona platform. So oh, wow. as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Right, you go, Joe. Oh, you've got your own thing to say as well? Maybe. Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for supporting um, what you do because I think it's beautiful. We had listened to some of the interviews you've done and the people you you had come on. Um, and um, not having met you, you have such great energy. And I think you really genuinely get up in the morning and you love what you do and you just want to create good energy and send it out into the universe and connect with people. So thank you so much for for those listeners supporting you. And thank, thank you, you for having us on the show. And um, hopefully we get to um, see you guys live at some point, um, which would be yeah, a dream to come back because, um, like we said, we loved it then. And beautiful. for you? And I would like, yeah, I would just say, um, I think we put so much energy into um, what we what we want and what can we get and in every other things. But I think what I realized lately, the last few months, especially, is that um, the moment you uh, give yourself some love and some time to to mm -hmm. do what you really want to do, you you're gonna have so much so much energy to give to others. And I think. That is so beautiful to to receive and give, but um, finding that balance is very important. So um, um, I hope that we um, we could give enough, but um, also not to forget that yeah, just it's a give and take. And if we find that balance, I think this uh, everyone's gonna feel so much better. So this world needs a lot of love. So let's give it. Yes. So <laughs> as the guy said, balancing energy and love. So signing out with Joseph and Jan from Amistad. Yeah.